good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the daily numbers. Thailand logged 147 new COVID-19 fatalities and a record 22,782 new cases over the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry reported on Thursday morning. There were 22,407 cases in the general population and 375 among prison inmates. Over the previous 24 hours, 23,649 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering. So yes, we had a record high today, but we had a lot of people discharged from hospital, which is a good thing. There are 212,179 patients now in care, 61,000 are in hospital, 75,000 are in hospitals, and 68,000 are in home community isolation. 5,565 are in serious condition, while 1,111 are on ventilators. Now our first story of the day. Hotels braced for even tougher times ahead. The hotel industry is preparing for the downturn to continue into the second half of this year after seeing revenue drop to below 10% of pre-pandemic levels, according to a report by the Tourism and Sports Ministry. The second quarter, which marked the start of the third wave of COVID-19 infections, saw a quarter-on-quarter decline in domestic tourism of 56.8% to 7.43 million trips, down 13.2% year-on-year. Hotel operations were battered by the pandemic in the first half as average occupancy hit 12.2%, down 17.2% year-on-year. A total of 24.6 million domestic trips were made in the first half, trailing behind the annual target of 90 million trips. Weak domestic demand impacted hotels' performance, especially as local tourists have been almost their sole source of income since borders were closed last year. Marisa Sukasol Nunpakti, president of the Thai Hotels Association, said most hotels have depended on domestic consumption over the past year. The current lockdown restrictions mean hotels must prepare for more tough months ahead. According to the report, financial instability could lower hotels' competitiveness as 50% of them are earning less than 10% of their normal revenues, while 68% of them had sufficient liquidity to keep going for just three months. Meanwhile, three quarters of all hotels remain closed as they want to wait until the situation improves, possibly in the fourth quarter. Miss Marisa said the association was also conducting a survey on hotel operations during the third quarter, focusing on the number of hotels that remain active. Initial results showed 50% of hotels in Bangkok are temporarily closed as they could not provide dine-in services at restaurants, which previously held earned income when room sales were below target. She suggested the government adopt new practices or safety protocols for dine-in service that would be practical for consumers during the pandemic instead of imposing a ban across the board. Now this should really come of no surprise because hoteliers for the last year have been depending solely on domestic tourism and since the end of April there has been absolutely no domestic tourism in many of the touristy areas such as Hua Hin, Pattaya, Kaolak, Phuket etc. Phuket have had some obviously because they've had the sandbox feeding them but of course they had hoped that it would have been domestic tourism along with the international tourism and it would have supplied them with a decent level of trade over that time. Something that is not mentioned in this is the severe lack of government help 
to hotels in relation to their ability to pay loans, pay staff wages, etc. Now, don't forget a lot of these hotels may be closed, but some are still paying salaries to people because they need to have staff on hand for when they do plan to open up. And there is absolutely no government help in relation to any of this. There are travel restrictions throughout the country right now, making it literally impossible for hotels to have guests, but the government will not put their hand in their pocket and help people, and that is a big problem. Now up next, pushed from Phuket after murder, a heavy tourism marketing drive will be launched overseas to spread the message of Phuket being safe after a murder of a Swiss woman and as the US placed Thailand on the list of countries with a COVID-19 alert, according to the Tourism Authority of Thailand. The murder case has no immediate impact on tourism bookings through the Phuket Sandbox program, as reported by 29 TAT overseas offices, said Nantasiris Ransari, director of TAT's Phuket office. However, in the longer term, the pandemic might put pressure on Phuket's tourism outlook, especially with the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, adding Thailand to the highest level 4 list of countries, very high, which urges fully vaccinated U.S. citizens to avoid travel to Thailand due to the risk of exposure to the virus and its variants. The priority now was to communicate to people overseas and tour operators that Phuket, being the most vaccinated province, is far removed from the pandemic situation in the rest of the country. The message must be put out urgently with a heavy marketing campaign to be implemented. Phuket has a strong public health safety record and is medically equipped in terms of personnel and facilities to handle the pandemic, she said. Now, this takes us to our question of the day. Should the Phuket Sandbox program be cancelled? It's a question that has brought up a lot in the comments section of this show. It has divided people's opinion with some being in favour of it and others being very much against it. The people who are against it are not in favour of seeing Phuket fail or people suffer, but rather question whether it's the right time to implement such a project. As the world reopens to travel, Phuket officials have created a program that is cumbersome at best and restrictive and expensive at its worst. In Europe, being vaccinated means being able to travel to these countries and being welcomed with open arms. Travel is easy, restrictions are minimal, and you can do what you like when you get there. Have a pint, stay out late, fly in an airplane, take a bus, go to a club, not wear a mask if you wish. The list is endless. However, in Phuket, well, you can't do any of that. You'll be prosecuted and fined for not wearing a mask, and, well, having a drink with dinner is currently outlawed. Phuket officials and the Tourism Authority of Thailand have created a program that generally only benefits a few of the top hotel brands on the island. In truth, the claim lots of people are being employed from this is simply not true. Hotels are mainly operating on the skeleton crews they've had for the last year because, frankly, they can't afford to hire more staff. And when they do hire, it's part-time with no guarantee of future work for that employee. If the plan was to reopen to show international travel was safe for vaccinated travellers, then maybe it's a win for them but maybe. But for travellers to Thailand, that comes with a heavy cost. Three RT-PCR tests, confined to an island for 14 days, special hotels, special transportation, checking in every day at the hotel, being tracked, and the black cloud hanging over your head that if you test positive for COVID during your time here, your holiday is over, and it's 14 days in a field prison. The TAT has announced that they will begin a marketing campaign to try woo travellers to Phuket. The TAT conveniently forget to mention to travellers all the small print, long application processes to get a COE, insurance, multiple COVID testing, approved hotels, and as I said previously, the dreaded testing positive scenario. But my question is, for what? Why waste this marketing money on something that is not sustainable? 
This Phuket model is not the future of travel. The future of travel will be for vaccinated travelers with minimal testing and freedom to do what they want. Is the Phuket sandbox truly what real tourists want? Absolutely not, is the answer to that question. However, this program does work for some. Expats wishing to return, people with wives, girlfriends, kids, people wishing to return home to their countries to be vaccinated and then come back. I've even considered using it myself, but I know better. But now that Phuket has been sealed off and getting off the island is nearly as hard as getting onto it, what's the point? Your Thai loved ones can no longer come to see you. Thai people and expats are banned from the island currently. The Prime Minister announced back in late June that Thailand would be fully reopened within 120 days. Was this the truth or just bullshit coming out of his mouth? The truth is, if it is the plan, then why bother with the Phuket sandbox at all? Wouldn't it have been better just to focus on vaccinating everyone around the country, investing in minimal systems to reopen, and ensure that they were ready to open without all this bullshit? The problem is that the Tourism Authority of Thailand believe that Thailand is the centre of the universe when it comes to travel and tourism. Proof of this is the fact they think foreign governments will look at Phuket separately than Thailand when issuing travel alerts. They believe governments give a shit when we all know they don't. They are basking in past glories without realising that the world has moved on. The numbers of 2018-2019 are done and won't be repeated for a long time. The people I most feel sorry for are the Thai people, in particular Phuket people. They were sold all this by these guys, and many believed it. They are slowly wishing they could return what they bought from the Tat and their governor. No one told them that they would be trapped on the island indefinitely, nor was it mentioned the airport and all travel companies would basically be shut down. They never mentioned that if you had a small criminal conviction for something you did as a youth, for example, you'd be barred from entering the island. And all this for 254 passengers who arrived internationally yesterday. So back to the question, should it be cancelled? Of course it should be cancelled. But will it be cancelled? Absolutely not. And the reason being is that Tat and the governor of Phuket have invested too much and have gone too far down the rabbit hole to make a U-turn and correct course. The future of international travel is not this. But that brings me back to you. And what do you think about it all? Do you believe it's been a success? Do you believe it's been a failure? Do you think it should be cancelled? Or do you think it should be kept? And what do you think is the future of international travel? I'd love to know your opinions down in the comment section below. Now next up, GPO puts hold on self-test kits order. The government pharmaceutical organization, GPO, has ordered the suspension of a plan to purchase 8.5 million sets of antigen tests following fierce public criticism about their quality. Dr. Kitapong Wangkrajit, permanent secretary of the Ministry of Public Health and chair of GPO's board, yesterday, August 12th, said the GPO had been assigned by Ravija Hospital to urgently purchase 8.5 million sets of ATKs under the National Health Security Office's project. Bidding was held on Tuesday, and the winner offered each set for 70 Thai baht, he said. However, some agencies have expressed concern about the quality of the antigen test kits. Their comments on the matter were widely shared online, he said. To boost confidence, we will suspend the contract and the GPO and the Food and Drug Administration will check the quality, he said. Further progress will be announced to the public. We want to ensure the process is done based on transparency and the competition is done perfectly to receive a quality product at a reasonable price, he added. 
It is unclear how the move will set back the state's response to COVID, as the self-test kits were designed as a way to free up resources in the health system. The Rural Doctors Society yesterday called on Prime Minister Prayut Chanucha to stop the signing of the agreement for the 8.5 million antigen test kits with the company that won the bid, noting the product was banned in the United States. Only high-quality ATKs can be relied upon to control the coronavirus outbreak, it said. We need a high-quality product as an alternative to RT-PCR tests, said Dr. Supasak Haskunkit, chairman of the Rural Doctors Society. If this product fails to provide accurate results, a test result will still need to be confirmed again using RT-PCR, and it is no longer cost-saving. We would also appreciate if the GPO reorganizes the bidding process and conduct a special procurement initiative to get a high-quality product, he said. The GPO is having problems with the bidding process because it concentrates on the purchase of products at a low price instead of high-quality products, which goes against the purpose of having effective ATKs to stop the outbreak, the Rural Doctor Society said. SARS-CoV-2 antigen and Lecarit antibody test products by Lapu Medical Technology, the company that won the bid in Thailand, were recalled in the United States on May 28 due to a high risk of false results when using these tests, according to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The Rural Doctors Society said it wanted General Pryor to investigate the case and ordered the GPO to scrap any procurement agreement with this company. Quality ATKs available in the market should be recognised by the World Health Organisation, it said. The GPO on Wednesday said Ostland Capital, a firm that imports Lapu's antigen test kits into the country, won the bid, noting the state was unable to save $400 million on the product. The NHSO last month approved a budget of 1 billion baht for purchase of 8.5 million sets of ATKs, expecting to provide the kits to at-risk groups through its networks, including drugstores free of charge. Dr. Atapurn, Deputy Secretary General of the NHSO, said the office had no choice in the matter because it needs to use products provided by the GPO, noting also that it has no authority to nullify the bidding process. We don't have the authority to buy the product ourselves. That is the reason why the GPO is involved in providing the product for us. We previously suggested two products recommended by the World Health Organization at a reasonable price of 120 Thai baht per set, but the GPO said it had its own process to get antigen test kits. I think this article clearly shows that the government pharmaceutical agency are not fit for purpose anymore. Their main goal seems to be price rather than quality, and certainly speed isn't a priority either. They seem to be not aware that Thailand is in the midst of a pandemic. We've had the same issue with them ordering and procuring vaccines for the country. There is no transparency in anything that they do with contracts being kept secret. A change and review of this organisation clearly needs to take place. And now for the Phuket Sandbox Roundup. There were 38 reported COVID infections on Phuket on August 12th, 36 local and 2 from the Sandbox program. 262 people arrived on the Phuket Sandbox scheme flying in on 4 flights, 1 Guitar Airways, 1 Etihad and 2 Singapore Airlines. For the month of August there are 154,757 nights booked and September currently has 26,226. Some other news, Phuket mass screening tests 1,300 over two days. Health officials today are continuing their mass screening of people for COVID-19 in the Phuket Town Fresh Market 1 area after the huge push to identify those infected still living among the community. So 1,300 people tested over the past two days, with 55 local residents and Myanmar workers confirmed infected. Foreign woman rescued from dangerous Phuket surf. 
Lifeguards at Surin Beach in Chantelay are urging all beachgoers to swim only between the red-yellow flags after a foreign woman was re- rescued from a dangerous rip current late yesterday afternoon. And finally, in Phuket news, six Phuket spots pose security risk for tourists. The Phuket Sandbox Command Centre on Wednesday pinpointed six locations in the province that are considered risky spots for tourists, while urging local authorities to improve security measures at these locations to make the Sandbox program safer. The six locations are Prumai Cow Forest, Banana and Naiton Beaches, Bangtao Mountain Scenic Point, Wang Ki On Fa Waterfall, Klung Madong Mangrove Forest, and Tun Aoyan Waterfall. We will submit the list and details of security measures that are lacking on the Provincial Committee, which will later instruct local authorities to improve security at these locations. Furthermore, police are preparing to use the Go Phuket application as a mandatory registration platform for those who wish to enter the province. Visitors must insert their Smart ID card into a reader upon entry. Officials will verify their ID with a police database to prevent persons with a criminal record from entering the sandbox area. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, and please do share the video to help that algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we'll see you next time.